Hi, I'm Jake Miller, host of the Educational Duct Tape Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Be sure to check out all of our other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And get ready, because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, overflow episode number two. In this episode, we give some shout-outs, share some timeline-making tools, tips to manage bookmark bar real estate, a Chrome extension to help with altering URL addresses for different kinds of sharing, a site to promote curiosity, problem-solving, and to spark inquiry, and a site to see trending news around the world. Welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hi, Kim. Hey, Jen. Uh, what did one snowman say to the other snowman? I don't know. This seems very appropriate, but I don't know. What did one snowman say to the other snowman? Do you smell carrots? <laughs> Is it sad that I actually had to take a second to think about that? No, I think a lot of people do when I say it. Hi. It has been a long time. I miss you. Let's hug in real life. We're going to hug each other. Hi. We see each other, but we haven't hung out. We've been so busy. I know. It's been a busy time. So this is an AHA overflow. Yeah, we weren't supposed to be doing this. We weren't. But today is a, we'll call it snow day. But It, It was a snow day today, yeah. So I reached out to Kim and I said, hey, I got all my work done today at work. Like, it's amazing. I have a free night. I said, do you want to do an overflow? Because, and I've got to give a shout out to John O'Neill. Yes, I saw this tweet. John O'Neill is one of our listeners. Thanks for listening, John. And he can be found on Twitter at John B-O-A-G-81. I don't know if it's like pronounced Boag or if it's John Boag. And he said that he's been loving the midterms, but he misses hearing us together. So when I thought that, I'm like, oh, you know what? I miss hearing us together too. Not hearing us, but being together. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to reach out. So I did. And, uh, and here we are together. And the reason that he, um, and was even tweeting at us, given that we weren't together, do you is want to my share? first share. There you go. Uh, definitely an itty bitty shooky givey, a true legitimate itty bitty shooky givey. We have a legitimate sticker. A real sticker. A real sticker. One that doesn't <laughs> scratch off. <laughs> so our first sticker is when Kevin and I set out to do this, as we've talked about a lot, we said we want to do yeah. this cost effective. We don't We're want to not spend invest any a ton money. of money into it or and, and time. Let's make it so that this can be replicated in a classroom. So our first set of stickers, I said, Hey Kim, I found these like square stickers at Staples business Depot yeah. and let's do these. And we handed them out and they were great until we realized that they're like done on they paper. They like wear off. <laughs> so it looks like vintage though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's maybe it's a style. Maybe. It's retro. It's somehow. very retro, but instead we got, and you may have seen the tweet, little round stickers of little our like logo. Me. Size of a loony. Very appropriate. Very appropriate. For these two Canadian yes. gals. All right. I That was my first share. Do you have an actual real share? <laughs> I, I have I have something. I've been really busy at work. We got two new people on our team. So we have Fatty Butanos and we have Stephanie Wayrich, both yes. of whom are phenomenal. I'm so happy to have them. 
we lost Sultan Rana. We He's did. gone to a new position. So we're very lucky to have him. Oh, they're Grove. so lucky to have him. And have you seen the solid gold stuff he's been putting out on Twitter? I have. Not only is it beautiful, but the content is remarkable. First of all, this guy could have totally had a, a side career or an, a full other very successful career in graphic design. Absolutely. He creates things on Illustrator that are stunning. But he has started this campaign called Teachers of the New School. It's hashtag T-O-N-S on Twitter and it's graphical Twitter professional learning. It's a campaign to share, and I'm reading right off his site, to share well-meaning best practices in pedagogy and ed tech to support mainstream and underserved and marginalized students and populations. It's getting traction. It's getting a lot of traction. Yeah. You can find Sultan at Mr, like spelt out, M-I-S-T-E-R Rana, R-A-N-A, on Twitter and he I've been retweeting them he's been putting out these really beautiful graphics about um, like culturally responsive uh, pedagogy and how we can help with education it's it's phenomenal phenomenal stuff so I really wanted to make sure that we I'm proud to know him I'm proud to know him too I'm proud to call him our friend <laughs> okay that's my next little one you want to go or do yeah, I have go. I have a bunch. So. I know. You, you prepped me ahead of time that you had a bunch. And I can't get mad because there was an episode in the not-so-distant past that was like the Kim show. So this might just be the Jen show. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Oh, oh you know what? Before we do, because this is another just like info bit. Yeah, like, go ahead. I think we need to... Um, point out this because you and I are both... Oh, I know what you're ...products say. of... Yes. And, and oh, and oh, so much too. So much so much to uh, Google for Education and their the Innovator, Innovator program. Academy and their program. Yeah. They announced uh, a while ago now, I don't even remember the date, maybe, I know that it was into January, so maybe yeah. a month or so ago, um, the 2019 cohort. So I thought that I would share those out if anyone wants to. You, My piece of advice would be you don't have a solution. Don't be like, this is what I want to create. Have a problem that you see in education and say, this is something I want to solve because that, from what I understand, um, especially from people like Stephanie so let's, Signer. Who let's recently, take a step back for a oh, sec. Yeah. What, is, what is the Innovator Program? So okay. the Innovator Program is a year-long academy where mm-hmm. you're grouped with a cohort. Yeah. And paired with a mentor. And paired with a mentor and a coach yeah. throughout the course of the year. And it's a time for you to think of some way that you would like to improve education yeah. and then work over the course of the year to try and meet your goal, to try right. and impact education. With the support of that group, yes. with of that coach, and of the, mentor. Um, of the mentor. So you went in 2016. I went in 2017. Our friend Stephanie Signer, who we've spoken about on the show. Hi, Steph. Um, we She went to Denmark in 2018. And there's been a shift. I think when we were there, it was like, what's what's here's a problem. What's your solution? And yes, now it's and it focuses, has definitely shifted. It's focused now on the problem. Yeah. And don't come in with a solution because what happens is you go through this great design uh, thinking sprint usually uh, facilitated by Future Design School based here in, in Toronto by the great Les, Les Macbeth. Macbeth. Less is more. Less is and more. she uh, she walks you through how to solve that problem. So if you go in like I did with an idea already, it can actually be a detriment because you may not be able to upscale to what it could be. You want to use the time that you have and the academy to really develop Absolutely. the solution, to develop the possibility of a solution. Yeah. So this year there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven academies. So the English language ones, there's one in Sydney in May, there's one in London, England in July, there's one in Singapore in September, there's one in New York City in October, and there's one in Stockholm in November. And then they have a Portuguese one in Brazil in December, 
They have a Japanese one in August in Tokyo. So if you're looking to apply, it's it was life changing, I would say, for Absolutely. you and I in, in terms of building our PLN and and just and developing as an educator. And not just the PLN aspect. I've made so many true lifelong friends oh, yeah. through that experience oh, that I, I I'm so grateful to have been able to have it. I totally agree. I totally agree. Feel free to reach out to Kim and I if you have any questions, DM us on Twitter or um, and we'd be happy to answer anything because like we said, we were big advocates of the program. Okay. Those are my littles. Okay. I'll start with a little. Okay. I didn't even realize this was going to be a share until a couple days ago. I was working with, uh, some people on our team yeah. and we were just talking about efficiency strategies and we've talked about the bookmark bar and ways you can make it more efficient. Like, I don't know if we've actually shared this before, but have we talked about deleting the text in a bookmark? The, and leaving the flat, I, I call just them the icon. flavicons. So that's what they're called. But I don't flavicons know it's, or it's flavicons? I, I, I think I might add an L into that I think that you word. add an L. <laughs> I think well, it's called favicons. In Jen Giffen's world, they're flavicons because they fly. And they're gifs. And they're gifs. Um, okay, <laughs> so I'll throw it in just, because we, just in case we haven't said it yet. So on the bookmark bar in Chrome, in order to save space, take your icon, right click on it, and delete the text beside the bookmark, assuming you know yeah. what the icon so represents. Larry the Twitter bird. That's his name, by the way. It is, is Larry. It? True is it Larry? Fact. Yes. Larry. Um, we all know the icon for Twitter. Precisely. So there's no need to have the Twitter icon and then have Twitter beside it. Because you so, know it's Twitter. You know it's Twitter. So you can delete the text beside an icon and, all, and you'll have so much more room on your bookmarks bar. It's yeah. valuable real estate. In addition to that, you mm. can right click on the bookmarks bar and add a folder and then drop in additional bookmarks into yeah. that folder. So for example, I have a Shooks and GIF bookmark folder, and then in there I have all sorts of other bookmarks that I need. It's just another way to quickly categorize, yeah. organize, make your bookmarks even more efficient and save space. And a couple people I was working with had just didn't know that that was possible and yeah. they were over the moon excited about how they can reorganize their bookmarks with that folder. I totally agree. You know what? I'm going to throw something in just because... Because you can. Because I can. Because it's our show. Because I can. <laughs> and there are no rules. So G Plus is, is going away. Yeah, I don't really get it. Because I keep Okay, hearing, so it's, like, it's, it's going, going away. It's being sunsetted like April 19th, I think the date was. Yeah. But education domains can are staying. Them. Got it. So my question on Twitter was, what's happening with Google Hangouts? Google Mystery Hangouts? There's like 11,000 11, people in that group. Yeah. So where's that going? So I put it out on Twitter today, and of course, our lovely friend Donnie Piercy from Partial Credit Podcast replies and says, AOL chat rooms. <laughs> We're starting a MySpace. <laughs> and I said, ICQ for sure. Oh, very fun. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's been recreated in an education domain. domain. So I'm going to include that link in the show notes, awesome. and people can go in to join that Google Plus That's group great. for Mystery Hangouts Got it. Uh, via that. Okay. Link. Sounds good. Yeah, because that's that's a really rich place to go. I oh, used yeah. to do a lot of work a couple of years ago with teachers around Google Hangouts or Mystery Skypes and Mystery Hangouts. And yeah, I went in there all, all the time. time. All so, the time. Yeah, we do definitely need that. Okay, I have a for the love. Okay. For the love, Google. I need version history on Google Sites. Yes, please. Especially, especially when, right now. Especially when I go in. And add new pages to our show notes. What happens is we just duplicate another page yep. and move it up. And I did that and I wasn't paying attention because sometimes I get all confused in my brain 
And I thought I was on one page and I was on another and I may have erased all of the show notes for Shooks and Jake when <laughs> when Jake Miller was on the show. Sorry. I was so calm when you told me. You totally did. I was but very calm. You also knew that I was going to redo it. Yeah. So I went in on, on the weekend and I listened again, which was fun to, to listen to you guys again. I, I caught little things that I missed the first time and I rebuilt them. Although there was a part of me that wanted to leave it. I said to Kim, I wonder how many people use the show notes. Yeah, it because, would have been a good way to say, hey, where's the show notes for this episode? Right, to know, because we don't put a tremendous amount of effort into them, but we link them yeah. and, and we're, we're conscientious about, about having them there. And I, I do think they're important. We're like, how much do we need to include? We like, actually use them a lot. We do. I, I, I often go yeah. back and see, did we talk about this yet? Yeah. So anyway, I would love that because then I could have gone back, seen what was there, copied yeah. it, and put it into the new Assuming one. Assuming it is myself. a version history like docs and slides, not like sheets. Because version history and sheets, you can go back, but you can't copy and paste. You can't, you're right. So we want to make sure that if and when Google Sites does mm -hmm. implement version history, that it we do have the ability to copy old information on the, on the previous versions right. and paste it in, as opposed to just restoring a previous version. Yeah, because that's, that's crummy. I don't like that part. So well, with that said, could you please change the version history in Google Sheets and allow us to copy content in old versions and paste it into the current one like we do with docs and slides? For the love. For the love. For the love. Okay, I have like one, two, four more. So can I do another one? Yes, I know. do another okay. one and then I'll go again. I am currently enrolled in Tony Vincent's Classy Graphics course. Oh my gosh, I, I love it. I know you are, you talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's so good. It's fun, I create and I love to be creative yeah. and I'm not really, I. I I would love to have like Sultan, as we talked about at the top of the show, I'd love to have his talent to do the graphic um, sort of design. I, I don't have it. When I see it, I can replicate it, but I just don't see it in my brain. I can't create it. It's like me with sketching. I can copy. Yeah. But if you said to me, copy this car cartoon character of a person, and I'd be like, sure. And I can copy it. And I can do a pretty good job now, I know. But if you did took that picture away from me it's and then said create it, I'd be like, I have no idea where it is. I'd like no you idea. to create a cartoon of me just for fun and then send it to me <laughs> so I can see what it looks like. Okay, well, it'll be a stick figure with red hair. <laughs> awesome. Um, I love that she'll have red and not orange hair. Thanks for that. So I'm taking this course and I'm learning a lot of little things. The one thing that I learned I want to show you because I did not know this and this might be a obvious to you, amazing to someone else. How much do we love that new... That I new feature it. of Google. I know we talked, I think I shared it a while we ago. Did. Jen just quickly called up a new Google slide, but she just did slides.new. Way to go, Google. That was a really, really helpful addition. That just was a for the win, not a for the love. Okay, so I'm going to insert a shape, right? We go to the toolbar, we see shapes. And if I go to the top one, that's a rectangle, it says shapes, and I choose the guy that looks like Pac-Man. Yes. I put Pac-Man in here. And it, well, it looks like Pac-Man sort of on a side. I can now can tilt him, him around, make him look like Pac-Man. But let's say it's not Pac-Man I want. I want a half circle. Okay. So in the past, what I might have done was done a full circle and then put a rectangle over top and transparent. Are you talking about the little yeah. yellow? You so did, I didn't know. Okay. This is, right. These are the little things that this impress is, me. This is like your, I which I won't say because. Yeah. My forms one is coming out in our, in our next episode, um, our next midterm episode, which we're going back to midterms, by the way, we're not back forever. We're going to have two more midterms and then we'll be back. Yeah. But yeah, there are the yeah, little, there's the, the blue yellow, dots around, but there's boxes. the yellow boxes and the yellow boxes usually mean that you can move things. And I don't know why I don't notice these things, but I don't. And 
I click the little yellow guy, and, and if I drag yes. him around, I can now make the Pac-Man a half circle, or his mouth can be closed more. And those yellow dots are on more than just the Pac-Man. I know, because the next thing, of course, I did was like, how many other yellow dots have I been ignoring? Yes. So if you're looking to use like shapes. Like go into a star or something. The sunshine has one. So I have the sunshine, there's one on the inside sunshine, and I can make it so that it's like tiny, tiny little rays of sunshine, or a tiny little sun with big rays pointing out. Anyway, the yellow I'm little glad dot. That made you smile. It really made me so happy because I would have done this in another way. I could have made it work, but with so many more steps. So, you know, we love being lazy. Yes. Because we're the laziest there are. Anyway, that was my little one. Look out in shapes for those little yellow dots. It was one in, I've seen it in other places, but never in the Pac-Man and then a few other places. I cannot lie, Jen. It it gives me such delight when you have a new learning and I know it before you. Because 99% of the no. time. Yes. My shares are shares that are like, I've been doing this for a while and maybe I'll share it. You are so good at going on Twitter and on every, everything on SoMe and you find all these new things and I'm blown away by everything that you find. <laughs> and the little obvious things that I had no clue about. I'm like, I knew that. But yes. you know what I love about that too is it just shows that we are constantly learning. Oh, yeah. And it's there's not, okay, I'm at the beginning and you're at the For end. For example, Google Classroom thing that I found that we didn't know existed. Um, in Google Classroom, when you click on the mail icon in the top right-hand corner when you're looking at a student summary, there's a little box that says include student work summary in the email. See, we missed that little checkbox, just like I missed the little yellow circle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I tried it out. Um, if they want to even up that a bit, I, I was really hoping that when you emailed it, that picture would have live links to the assignments. It doesn't. It's a static list. I'm not surprised by that because some domains like ours don't open the opportunity for stu for, for parents to see it. But although this is sent this is to, going the, to the, the student. The student. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it says to student. To student. <laughs> not, not to parents. <laughs> But I didn't you, know that was You know there. what else is challenging for me some days? Reading. <laughs> <laughs> High school English teacher, folks. But yeah, little things like that. Didn't know it was there. It's like it's like having treasure under your pillow. Right? You didn't even know it was there. It's like the tooth fairy came and you didn't even lose a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn? Yes. Okay. When I was in the classroom a few years ago, there was this wonderful timeline website that I used with my students. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to find it. And for the life of me, I can't find it. Oh. And it was something like hate his, that. it was like his story or HI and period story or something like that. But I, I couldn't find it. But okay. in the process of searching for it, I found this. Histography.io. Oh. Okay, let me show you this. Okay. Histography.io. It's mean. a beta. It says it's in beta. Mm -hmm. It's an interactive timeline of history. It's very visually dynamic. Mm -hmm. So at the bottom of this site, there's a timeline and you can change the width. beginning of the timeline and the mm -hmm. end of the timeline by changing the width of this bar. And when you do it, so I'm gonna start it, I'm gonna go from let's say 1900 to the year 2000. I, I think it you know, goes up to two, 2015. Mm -hmm. And then as you move your timeline across, you move your cursor across, there's little dots that appear. And mm -hmm. if I click on one, It'll just have information about the world. Sudan independence. St. Vincent and the Grenadines independence. So it's a lot about in, like, countries, countries in this case. But I can also change oh, if I click categories. on categories on the left. If I click on categories. Look, look, look at that. Whoa, and all these dots all the come flying balls. in. And so we, there's all these different categories on the side. You can change the width of your timeline mm -hmm. and all the dots go crazy. 
this is funny though, watch what happens when I go all the way down here. <laughs> I just uh, pulled the timeline all the way back to negative 13.8 billion years ago and it says, most events are in the period over there and it points to the right. Like you should really go to the right. Nothing yes. much happened 13.8 yes. well, billion not, years Not ago. that we have documented any. Anyway. Yeah. And then it has the sort of eras at yeah. the bottom that you can click on. So right. earth formation. Bronze age, middle age. Seeds of life. Age of fish. Did you know there was an age of fish? Age of reptiles. Stone age, bronze age. Anyways, I thought it was really visually entertaining. It is. Just as a neat inquiry prompt. Yeah, a minds-on activity when yeah. you're talking about timelines. If you're having students do a biography or a timeline on on something in any course, really, mm -hmm. you can say, okay, let's look at how this could be represented. Let's look at what's included. Mm -hmm. I think it's great for inquiry. A couple things to point out. It does say how many little dots are going to be in each category on the left. So there's 132 dots for disasters. Let's not look at that one. Women rights. Oh, I like that there's one. There's 62. Really, we need to get some more of those on there. But at the top, just keep an eye out. It is based on Wikipedia. Got it. Which so Wikipedia is not a bad thing. Wikipedia is not a bad thing. It just shouldn't be the only resource you're using. It should not be your only source. I used to tell students all the time, like, go to the Absolutely. related pages. Go I get a to little their... frustrated when people say, you can't use Wikipedia as a source. You can't use Wikipedia as your only source. No. But some information on Wikipedia is actually valid because it is verified. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But there will be a time period between when something is posted and something is verified. So you do need to look at the citations at the bottom. Yeah. I think we've talked about that before. I talked about my friend who had a Paw Patrol war with someone trying to put things about um, oh. one of the Paw Patrol characters, like making up store, a yeah. backstory for yeah. them. It was quite funny. Anyways, I thought it was a really neat little website. Very good share. Thank you for that. I am going to share a Chrome extension. I don't know any really good pedagogical links to it, but... I'm going to share it because when I shared it with our principal, who then shared it in a meeting that you were in, and you it, said... It's not pedagogy. It's not great for pedagogy, but it is great for people in our kind of role. Yeah. In a consultant role, in a regional role. Even teachers, depending role. on how they want yeah. to put things out. Yeah. So the Chrome extension, I believe Ryan O'Donnell shared it on uh, Check This Out. I think that's where I learned about it. And a, a fair while back, it's called Sir Links A Lot. And Sir Links A Lot is an extension for Google Chrome that creates the links that you need for different kinds of sharing. So we had an episode where you shared a whole bunch of ways to manipulate your URL. So instead of having slash edit, you could have slash copy, Tem slash template, template preview, preview, and all of those. But you might forget those. We know them because we live in that world. But what Sir Links A Lot does is if you open any one of your Google applications, and then you go up and you click Sir Links a lot. It says, okay, this is the current URL with edit at the end. What way do you want it to be? Do you want to force copy, a preview, a template, or a PDF? Did you know that you can force a PDF on someone? I did not know that. Yeah. So if I click that button that says PDF, it changes the end to ah. export, question mark, format equals PDF. Kurt Schliebaum, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sorry, Kurt, created this. And then it says, okay, what do you want to do? Copy it to a... a Clipboard, copy the G shortener link to a clipboard. I'm wondering how long that will stay. That might the not be there. GL it's gone, yeah. is gone. Or open that link in a new tab to show people. It's just a really quick way to get those extensions. And I would be curious because I know there's more than that. And I know that Tony Vincent has posted about it. I'm pretty sure Eric Kurtz has posted about it. Um, Richard Byrne has probably posted about it because I feel like he's posted about everything. I think there's more. So I would love to see this like upscale because the PDF one I think is really good because I never remember that PDF any export question mark format equals oh Casey Bell has also 
um, done a post about this. Really quick way to get those extensions for you. Very done. nice. I'm going to stick to my timeline theme. Mm. I love this An easy way to make really beautiful timelines. It's by a company called Night Lab, JS Timeline, and it harnesses the power of Google Sheets mm -hmm. in order to create beautiful interactive timelines. All right, we'll go to the website to make a timeline. All you need to do is copy their Google Sheet template. So they've given you the template that you need to fill in all your data. Once you open it up, they have samples in there so you can sort of see what all the content needs to be. They have the year, the month, the day, the time, and then on the header row or within the header row, they have explanations for what each category is, what you need to do, what's optional. You fill in all of your information and mm -hmm. that information can include media. So you can include a YouTube or a Vimeo link. You can include a picture from Flickr. You can give, it gives you room to have media credit. So that's great. Yeah. You can even group some of your timeline yeah. pieces, which yeah. is really nice. Once you have your sheet completely filled out, all you have to do is file publish to the web, yeah. you're going to publish the entire document. Now, this is where it's changed a bit. Since Google Sheets has updated itself since they first released this app, yeah. they have changed their process. So yes, you still have to publish it to the web, mm -hmm. but you no longer take the URL that's published here oh, in this okay. window. Close this, copy the URL from the spreadsheet Okay. instead after you've published it to the web. And we need to publish it to the web because they probably need, you need to have access yes. for other people to be able to see yes. it. Otherwise yes. they won't be able to see anything on your timeline. Yes. Go scroll down on the JS timeline instruction page yep. and paste in the link of the Google sheet Got it. where it says Google spreadsheet URL. Paste that in, mm -hmm. press enter. And then step four says, now just copy this URL right here that they have given you, and that will be the URL for your timeline. They also have embed code. So if you're doing a Google site and you want to embed it in there. Yeah. So if I now paste this in to a new page, here is my sample, and I believe something happened in 1979. Oh, yes, Kim is born. So, Jen was born in 1985. Nothing so. shows up. Sorry. <laughs> nothing shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really nice visual way to make a timeline. I love that it uses Google Sheets in order to make it. And it's interactive because you have some media. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's a really great way to show all different sorts of things. Your own biography, a biography of someone else. Yeah. The timeline, like you said, the timeline of an event instead yep. of a person. You can do timelines of anything. And they have neat little um, Zoom How magnifying yeah, glasses I was on say, the side. I saw your Zoom. How far in can you go? So could you show like what we've learned the... over the year as a portfolio? Yeah, because sorts? we love you see if, as portfolios. I as I zoom in, it's going in and in and in. Now yeah. you see the months between each year. Then it's can more I do days and more? And more. Um, I say, like, I, this weekend, possibly. Maybe if the information within my sheet, sheet. had that, got maybe it. it would go even further. Okay. But at this point, it's not showing that right now. Oh wait, yes, it is. Look, oh, yeah. August, all the dates. Just took a second to get in there. Amazing. Yep, it went even more. Yeah, yes, so can time. zoom in as much as you need it to. So you could do a timeline of a week and show your week. It, you know what, this could be a really neat tool. For a digital newsletter home to parents. This is what we did this week in class. And use it boom, as boom, a boom, timeline. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Or if you're doing any kind of, I'm just thinking my son right now in grade one is learning all about responsibilities. Mm. Um, it could be track your day. And what are the different responsibilities you have throughout the day? Oh, I wonder if I can go by time. Let me go back to the sheet. 
Is there time in there? There's so, time. Yes. There's a time column. So you could track the responsibilities from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed in a visual timeline. So could you then create this, share it with students in Google Classroom, make a copy for every student and say, highlight some of the cells in a different color and say, fill in these. So the student oh. doesn't have a lot to do, like grade yes. ones. The littles could then just say, oh, because my, my child in grade, my oldest, Bennett in grade three, brought something home to, okay, look at, to read the clock. Look at what you do at these times every day. And so he had to decide if it was AM or PM. So could they not put those in? He would have just authentic. been able to type it with a picture of you actually yes. doing it at that time. Now, that would be hard during a school day because they don't, but. The picture but, would also be hard because you'd have to upload the picture to Flickr or some kind of publicly accessible site. But still, you could find a picture. Correct. To what represent. an authentic way to learn time. High five. Thanks. I didn't know it was going to go that direction, but I'm very happy it did. <laughs> Me too. This is why we talk, amongst other reasons. Okay. You're done. My next share is courtesy of Mindy Carney and Jonathan Wiley on the EdTech Takeout. They were, I think it was in their Tech Nuggets, which if you remember way back when we started the show, was one of the yes. big inspirations, but not the only inspiration and impetus for starting the show. We have many of them. They shared a site called Which One Doesn't Belong? And this site provides you with shapes, numbers, and graphs or equations in clusters of four. So if I go into shapes, and I click the first one. Oh, neat. It shows um, sort of a la Brady Bunch-esque, right? A mm -hmm. square divided in four. The first one mm -hmm. is a... Cartesian plane, like the four quadrants. Right. The inverted pyramid. Then there is a hexagon. Yes. Then there is scaling a... triangle. A scaling triangle. And then there's a right angle triangle. They're all white, except the right angle triangle, Do you have to which, figure out why it doesn't belong? Which is... It's gray. So the yeah. point is... You have to say which of these doesn't belong and why. But the thing is, they all have reasons they wouldn't belong. There's no right answer. Oh. Right? So in this example. Oh, it's not necessarily the gray one that doesn't belong. Precisely. In this it's, one. It, it doesn't be, belong because it's gray. It doesn't belong because it's gray. Oh. The hexagon doesn't belong because it's not a triangle. Ah. The inverted pyramid doesn't belong because it's upside down compared to the traditional way that we view triangles. Neat. And so the students have to justify and they become more and more complex so they have ones for littles um, and then they have ones for older kids here's ones it's called shapes but they actually do letters so a u n and t maybe like oh well u is curved right it could be that the t meets at a right angle mm -hmm. but none of the other letters have anything meeting at a right angle I like that so to discuss and, and to really think about inquiry in our classroom and, and how to look at things from multiple perspectives this could be a really rich tool. I love it. Thanks, Jonathan and Mindy. It's giving That'd me... That'd be a neat inclusion activity. It would be a really neat inclusion activity to start a day to get people thinking. I like that. Thanks. I liked it too. You have one more, don't you? I have one more. Okay. So my last one is Curtis... I, okay. Side note. You know how a lot of shows have segments and they're like, oh, now we're going to talk about this. and yes. now we're gonna do this. We don't really have segments. Well, we no, have we like our ramble. joke, then we ramble a little bit and then we wrap it up. I feel like we need to add a segment called Yet another reason Jen loves Eric Kurtz. Because <laughs> every episode, I talk about Eric. Eric, by the way, this is not my share, shared some, a great uh, post on his Eric the Rad blog post about Valentine's Day. I saw that. And considering people who may not be in a relationship, and this is geared towards adults, who may not be in a relationship. And back in the day, you used to give out Valentine's to all your friends. But it comes to a point in your life when you're older and you're you know an adult and you celebrate Valentine's Day with the one you love. And if you don't have anyone in your life that's significant, 
you might feel excluded from this celebration. So he has started this campaign to do Palentine's Day to send Valentine's to your friends. And he has a blog post and templates and to create your own and it is adorable and I love it. It's great. That's not what I'm sharing though. He, as I've talked about, has a really great newsletter and he puts his output input. So here's what I'm pushing out. Here's what I've made this month. And then here's what I've consumed that I think is worth a share. I was in this month and I feel like I won life. So, and, and I took a screenshot and I sent him a message and I was like, I really feel like I've made it. And he laughed. He said, yes, now you are edu famous. And I said, all because of you, Eric. Um, so he shared this thing. It's newsmap.com. And I, I apologize, but I don't remember the source where he found it. But it shows you, it's like an overlay on a Google map of the world. And over top of a bunch of countries, not all countries, it says like a short form. So Canada, CA, US is US, England um, is UK. And I can click on any of these. So if I go to Norway, for example, my my own children have this partnership right yes. now through uh, Flipgrid, Flipgrid that they're talking to students in Norway who are in the fifth grade. So if I click Norway, it all of a sudden shows me, it says, hey, here are the headlines. These are the top stories currently trending. So as a way to look at media literacy and how news is presented and what's important for us in Canada. And I found it interesting that similar articles. So you might have one for the CBC versus like the Wall Street Journal to show the lens of bias. I was going to ask where, who is determining that these are the top headlines? I, where is that? I where do are not, they coming from? I haven't dug in enough to see how it's aggregated. It does come in. Now it comes in in the language that... The, the it's written in so in this case it would be Norwegian but I accidentally like it says do you want to translate this page I said no and I don't know how to get that back to say I do want to translate it oh. now because I actually want would want would love to have them translated so my advice to you is don't say no because you might actually want to read them I guess I could copy and paste it into Google Translate and get something yeah. but I thought it was an interesting tool to be able to look at news that's important to different countries. You can maybe glean something about culture. You could compare how, especially if there's a big like world event that a lot of countries yep. are covering. I also think it's a good, it's a good starter for talking about bias. Oh, to talk absolutely. about why is this one considered an important article? Who is considering an important article? Mm -hmm. Is Who is not considering it an important article? Yep. So for your older students, it might be a really good um, discussion starter for, for hidden bias and blind spots. And, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, it's called Newsmap, and it's found at newsmap.com. Thanks, Eric. Well, this was certainly an aha overflow. This was, I have no idea how long this episode is right now. It's probably the longest episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> well, that's what you get for not talking for so long. Yeah, see? In terms of great idea, I'm having fun talking to other people. I am having fun. It, it's, yeah. it's been really cool having them on. But I do miss you, Shooks. I miss you, too. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooks and gif. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-H-U-K-E-S and G-I-F-F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. Or by tweeting at us using the hashtag shooks and gif sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, 
go to voiced.ca. The step-by-step instructions on the site are really, really, really simple. Can you please enter the step-by-step by because on the block? Step-by-step. Ooh, baby. There's an outtake for you. <laughs>